Well, if you're new to Wellspring uh, here in this past year, so if you came, started coming maybe sometime in 2023, then this will be your first uh, State of Wellspring address that you've ever been a part of. But we like to begin uh, each new year by looking back a little bit at some things that have happened over the past year, things that we can celebrate and be encouraged by, and also kind of look forward to some things where God might be leading our community in the year ahead. Could we turn those spots down just a tad? Um, that would be helpful. So um, there's some really exciting things that I want to share with you guys today. Um, many things to be proud of as we continue to seek God's direction um, for our church community. And all the things I'm going to share with you today um, are tied to some amazing staff people that we have here, but also just like a small army of volunteers that it takes to pull off everything that we do around here um, in a given week, not just on Sunday morning, but also in meal trains and small groups and friendships um, to encourage and comfort people on their journey with God. So um, these things also wouldn't be possible without you guys' ongoing um, just generosity um, financially, uh, your commitment to this mission and to this church. Um, so in the many ways that you guys serve and give on behalf of myself and the board, I, I really want to say thank you um, just for your investment here. So when we look back over 2023, probably the most obvious development for us has just been our numerical growth. Um, as you can tell by just how crowded it seems to be. Um, so I went back and just looked at some, some attendance numbers just to give you an idea of what it's been like for us. So uh, last winter and spring, so from January to May of 2023, um, we averaged about 394 people a week. So that's kids and adults uh, combined. This past fall, once kind of school started through December, um, we averaged 484 people per week. So it's about 90 people per week jump, um, which is like roughly 20%. Don't check the math because I'm not that exact. So roughly 20% growth in about a year. So just to give you an idea of how that kind of played out. So in the spring, Easter, that's kind of always our big, big service, right? We had 510 people that day, um, which we were kind of blown away by. Um, a couple weeks ago, we had Christmas Eve, okay? We had 635 people in two services on Christmas Eve. So I say all of that um, really just to celebrate um, that God is drawing people um, here and that people are having the opportunity to hear about Christ. They're having the opportunity to encounter him, um, to be healed, to be set free from, from things, to hear the, the truth of his saving work in their lives. So, but I also want to share those things to just acknowledge that that growth um, also has um, and will continue to have some challenges that come along with it. So that growth brought significant bumps in our children's ministry, um, middle school, high school, kind of all across the board. So I want to thank Blair and Brittany and Kenzie and Kenny. Um, They've just done a great job of kind of navigating all of those changes and those adjustments with bigger numbers. Um, and they've done it with really positive attitudes and a lot of energy. So grateful for those staff folks. Um, Marissa, uh, who handles all of our hospitality stuff, um, she was a godsend because we needed her uh, with this new season as well. She's done a tremendous job of welcoming a lot of you, helping you get acclimated and get to know and get connected people, uh, to people in our community. Um, 
that growth has meant that we've had to put a lot more attention on just our small groups and um, making sure that we're um, just handling the discipleship process well. So we've had to kind of evaluate those things. Um, we saw a pretty exponential growth in our men's encounter trip uh, that we took last year, as well as our women's retreats and the women's biblical workshops that are getting ready to happen again. And I just want to make a particular note on those uh, type events, those retreats and workshops. Those are all led by, completely by volunteers. Um, and so I want to say thank you to the volunteers that put a ton of time into making those things excellent and, and just quality. I know that's a lot of hours um, that you guys have put in on your own. And so thank you for that. Um, in addition to, uh, we have four kind of ongoing support groups here around topics like mental health, um, foster and adopt community, and then just various addictions that people battle um, on a daily basis. Um, in addition to that, we also added about 10 new small groups in 2023, which created space for about 100 new people to get engaged in, in community this past year. So that was a huge endeavor. Um, and so thank you to the folks that organized that, um, but also several of you that, that started new small groups this year and made space and room for people um, to get connected and um, to be transformed in community. So grateful for that. Um, another exciting development we had in this past year is that we bought a building just right across the street from here. We talked about that a little bit. Um, it's going to be called uh, the Care Center and... Um, so we also are in the process. We've got a contract on the guest house right now, kind of going through the inspection and appraisal process. So you can pray that that will go through. Um, and once we have the funds secured from that, we can begin remodeling this building across the street. So as we've shared, I'll just re re refresh it for you. There's going to be three main purposes for that building over there. The first, uh, kind of in the loft area on the main floor, is going to be um, a counseling and care center. Um, we'll tell you a little bit more about that. Um, secondly, the main floor of that building is going to be an event space with a kitchen, and so all of our kind of large group meetings that normally kind of happen in the basement here now are going to be pushed across the street, and so that way the basement here can be just for elementary students, and we can kind of make more permanent um, situations for the kids downstairs. Um, and then finally, the basement of that building is going to be our future youth center for middle school and high school. So all of that stuff will be moved across the street in the future. So more on that here in a moment as well. But just to wrap up 2023, I'd like to highlight um, our ongoing work with Care Portal and with Edison Elementary. Um, it's just been a banner year uh, for providing for the needs of vulnerable people in our community. Care Portal um, has seen an, an exponential growth in the amount of needs that are being pushed out to our community. So all of our church partners that make up the Care Portal network in St. Joseph have really stepped up in significant ways um, to meet those needs. Um, and so I want to thank you, say thank you to Lana, wherever she is this morning. Burnett, she heads that up for us. Um, and so many of you that provided finances or you provided items that people needed in crisis, um, just displaying the love of Christ in really tangible ways. So thank you. I also wanted to celebrate something that's kind of been on, uh, on recently on the horizon here. If you remember back in kind of late November, we talked about this dream that um, they had at Edison to give every student there um, their own book, a new book uh, for Christmas. And so we were able to do that for them. 440 books were given out to Edison students. Every kid walked out on Christmas break with their own book. So can we give a round of applause for that? Um, 
So I want to say thank you to Kristen, thank you to Ashley and her bookstore for coordinating that with us and partnering in that endeavor. And I can tell you that Edison continues to be extremely grateful for um, the engagement of our church community and the lives of their um, teachers and students there caring for them. So I just wanted to take uh, a second because I know that um, those are just some things that came to my mind. But... um, are there any things that you guys would love to just mention in terms of our church community that you just kind of want to celebrate um, over this past year that can kind of encourage all of us? So I just want to give a few minutes before I move on to what's ahead for us. Anything that uh, stands out to you guys you'd like to share with us um, today as well? Did we pay the building What's that? Did we pay the building yeah. You, you want to make an announcement about it? <laughs> <laughs> the building was paid off. Yes, yes, our church building was paid off this year. Thank you for that reminder, right? Yes. <laughs> See, this is why we do these things, because Bob's old and I forget things now, right? Yeah, so we paid off the remaining like 40-something thousand dollar balance on our building this past year. Um, so thank you. Yeah, that was great. Other things I forgot. <laughs> or just anything you experienced that you're like, man, I'm really grateful for that. Um, I think we started in February of 2023, but there's been a group of women, there were like 30 some women to start and a lot of them are still doing it kind of on their own or in the group still, but um, we will finish in a couple weeks that read through the entire Bible, um, which has just been really cool to have that many women in our congregation just being intentional about learning about who God is and what it says in scripture. And so that was something I think to celebrate that that many of us have been engaged in scripture in that way. Yeah, awesome. Thank you, Kels. That's good. Other things? That's good. Yeah. I would just say, I, I think it was last year's state of Wellspring Address where you kind of talked about wanting to bridge this gap of age groups of older communities and younger communities and different things like that. And I feel like even in just the different um, retreats and different things that I was involved in this year, I felt like that was a huge improvement. Like, I mean, you could really just see like the younger kids, even like middle school and high school and young adults from, um, you know, the college in town and different things like that. You could just tell that the involvement kind of shifted, at least from my point of view. Um, which I just thought was really cool. And even just going to the women's retreat this um, just a few months ago, like the younger girls that came that are just a a completely different point of view and perspective, that is so refreshing. Um, I don't know. I just feel like that gap has been bridged quite a bit this past year, and it's been really cool. Awesome. Thank you. That's good. No way in the back. Jeez, Louise. Ken Bone. Hang on. I'm going to throw this to you, all right? Look out below. All right. Then you can just, nice catch. Receiver hands. Uh, We got to welcome Hannah and the Viking Elmar onto our staff and in our church. Yes. And uh, baby Esther. And baby Esther. Yes, that's true. That's good. You can just turn that off, actually, back there. That's good. Thank you, guys. Um, I'm sure there's many other things we could share, but... um, time's sake, we're going to move on today. But um, yeah, uh, 
that what you mentioned right there, Lauren, just uh, I remember talking to my wife, Kristen, when she got back from the, from the cookie exchange and she was talking about who was there and it was like this girl, um, Araya, that ran for me that's a freshman in college was, was there and I'm like, really? I'm like, that is so cool. So good job, folks, of reaching out and creating spaces for that to happen for sure. Guys, for the most part this past year in my office, if you walked in there, I've got a whiteboard that's got just some kind of culture things about our church that I want to keep in mind always. And a lot of times when I have meetings with people, I turn them around and point them to that board and remind them of things that we're about as a community. And I usually kind of have a a verse for the year that kind of guides my thought and my prayer life and the things that um, I'm I'm working through. And so this was the verse that, that I really focused on this past year from 1 Peter 5, 2, it says this, be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care, watching over them, not because you must, but because you are willing, as God wants you to be, not pursuing dishonest gain, but eager to serve. And Peter, in his letter, goes on to talk about the priesthood of all believers which means that we all share in the discipleship and the care of one another, right? God has given us gifts and callings to, to care for um, the flock of believers, and that's something that is a partnership between our staff and you guys and volunteers at our church to really care um, for this flock. And God has impressed upon me our continued need to handle this numerical growth with a lot of care. Each person uh, that walks through our doors, that has walked through our doors in the last year, has a unique story. Uh, Every one of them has been through some specific things in life, some challenges, maybe some wounds, maybe some victories and some healing that they've they've been through. Um, And that challenge requires the loving care of a company of friends to bring truth and healing to their lives. And that healing work and those deepening friendships as we embrace and engage new folks that come into our community takes time. And we intend to care for people well. (laughs) So we want everybody here to be what um, a lot of people refer to as wounded healers for others, right? So we're not here, I'm not here (laughs) to see how big we can get you know, to pat myself on the back for any particular milestone of attendance that we would reach. If we're not, if we're not growing healthily and people aren't feeling loved and cared for along the way, then I don't want whatever else can come with it. Okay? So I just want you to know that I'm committed to that, and which is challenging because it means that things need to sometimes move slower um, than you want or you think. A deeper, it demands more personally from all of us to engage people, to make sure when they come through the doors that they know that we see them, that we care about them, that we want to walk with them through whatever they've been through and are going through. So to that end, we've spent a lot of time talking about the processes of equipping leaders. So in 2024, that's going to happen in a lot of different um, multiple ministries around our church. Um, This month, uh, Justin is going to begin meeting with about 10 uh, lay leaders in our church that um, have been called to kind of be a part of his, his lay counseling team. 
um, and he's going to begin training and equipping them to be um, shepherds of uh, folks that come through the care center's doors. Um, and they're going to be sharing specifically in areas of their life where they've experienced some healing, some counseling, um, and, in order to be able to invest and to pour into others. That's going to be about an 18-month process. It's going to take Justin through the end of his schooling, uh, so it'll be like spring of 2025. I'm sorry, 2025 when we're ready, hopefully, to get our doors closed to being open at that time. But um, if we could, if you're a part of that counseling team with Justin, would you mind standing real quick so we can just kind of get our eyes on who those folks are? Um, so if you guys can kind of look around the room um, this morning, there's some two or three guys up in the balcony as well. If you know those folks, um, if you could just kind of make a mental note this morning of those folks. Um, and just be praying for them as they go through that training process. Um, I'm sure that some of them are nervous about what that is going to be <laughs> and, uh, and maybe require or entail for them. Um, so they would covet your prayers as well and encouragement. So thank you. You guys can, can sit down. Um, but thank you for stepping up into that space as well because I know that there's stories of your all's healing behind all those things. One exciting uh, change that I want to announce today is a shift in some job descriptions here. Um, so uh, Marissa and Blair are going to be shifting some things a little bit in their jobs. Marissa's been doing too much. <laughs> um, she's in charge of our hospitality team. She does our all-in ministry with Foster Adopt, and she's also been engaged in trying to help get all these new people connected to small groups, and that was just a little bit too much. So she's going to be taking the small group thing off her plate and just focusing on hospitality and, and the all-in ministry. So Blair's job is going to shift a little bit in the year ahead, um, starting March 1st. Um, right now she works about 20 hours a week doing birth to pre-K ministry. We're going to take half of her job, shift it over to uh, small groups and, and to kind of taking over that. Um, and we're going to take her job and split it into kind of two jobs. So she's going to have a, a partner. Um, in the year ahead. Um, so she's going to spend 10 hours on birth to pre-K and we're going to hire somebody to partner with her. So um, we haven't hired that person. We're making it known to you today. There's going to be an application process. Um, Dave Hind has already said he wants that job. So yeah, you're going to have to be more qualified than Dave, you know, so bring your resume to the table. Um, no, but seriously, if, if that's something that, you know, God might lead you to be interested in, then um, we're going to be looking forward to, to meeting those folks. So Blair's new job will be focused on equipping small group leaders. Um, we're going to be trying to gather some of those folks up here in the next couple of months as well to get their feedback on some things, but just to give them the tools that they need to care for their own hearts as leaders, um, as well as for the hearts of the people that um, are coming, um, helping them uh, just as they navigate biblical community together and what that looks like. So... Um, as you might guess, as we've talked about today, a major initiative for us in the next year is going to be remodeling this building over here. It's going to require a ton of work. Um, and to that end, we've had somebody kind of volunteer to kind of be the project manage for, management for that. So that is Bill Burnage. Could you stand up, Bill, wherever you are? There he is. Um, sucker. <laughs> All right. You can sit down now, Billy. <laughs> No, man, we are really lucky to have him just willing to share his talent and gifts with us. And so what that means for us is going to be a, a couple of different things. I mean, we are probably going to need some financial help. We're going to be taking some of the money from the guest house 
Um, some of it we need to put back in the bank because we already bought that building. So we're going to re replenish our bank account a little bit. But then the remaining amount we're going to put towards remodeling that building. But it's just going to be a lot of work. So if you have, uh, for one, a passion to give, then we take your money. Uh, secondly, um, if you have some skills, you know, construction, you know, anything, HVAC, plumbing, electrical, any of that stuff, please let Bill know. Um, that you'd be willing to, and we don't have a timetable for that stuff right now. We still got to sell that house first, but that time is coming in the next year and a half or so that we'd really like to knock that out as cost effectively as we can. So that means as much volunteer labor that we can get, um, we would love to have it. So let him know if you, I will be of no help as Bill can attest as he works on my cars constantly. So, mm -hmm. well, I've sensed and I know our board is aware uh, as well that we're all pretty aware that this next year is going to require quite a bit of wisdom and discernment um, to navigate um, our future course as a church. Um, the second service conversation is forcing itself upon us. <laughs> We've been trying to put it off uh, for a long time just because of what it demands. Um, but it's going to probably um, have some major adjustments for all of us um, to make that happen. Um, we've already planned for Easter to be a two-service morning. Um, we know that's going to have to happen, but depending on how our numbers go here in the next months, we'll have to make some decisions moving forward. But whatever we do, as I've mentioned, we want it to be done with a lot of health for our staff and volunteers, um, managing that workload to try to keep everybody fresh and excited about what we're doing here um, and the vision and the direction of this church moving forward. So I want to ask you guys to just be praying for our staff and board as we navigate this exciting season, but also a season that has some unique challenges with it. And finally, I want to just share some things on a personal note. Um, with the board's uh, approval, I've um, accepted a, a spot in this cohort. Um, I thought you were going to say, I've accepted a new job. No, I'm just kidding. You're like, oh, please. Uh, no, uh, it's this cohort called the Transforming Community. Um, it's in Chicago. Um, some of you maybe have read some books by an author named Ruth Haley Barton. She runs this uh, transforming community um, there. So she's the primary teacher. Um, but there'll be a cohort of about 20 or 25 other ministry leaders. And I'll be going up there nine different times over the next two years for um, some retreats. Um, it'll be a three-day deal once every three months. Receiving teaching um, in shared community with those other folks around spiritual growth and development. So... I hope to be challenged a lot myself, um, and then I'm really excited to kind of bring back what I'm learning um, to this community and share those things with you as well. Um, I want you to know that I'm continually committed to growing um, myself and challenging myself in, in new ways um, to stay fresh in my relationship with Christ and to never feel like I've come to a place where I, I've learned everything I can learn and I've got it all together. Um, I hope that example inspires you as well to continue to prioritize your spiritual intimacy and growth with Christ um, in the year ahead as well. So another thing I want to share with you is I'm, I'm in conversations with an organization right now about offering coaching to pastors. Um, that's something that um, I really want to be um, spending some time doing with the rest of the time that I have um, in, in ministry is coming alongside other pastors and churches 
and um, helping them create healthy rhythms um, in their ministry life and creating healthy cultures um, in their churches to sustain healthy ministry. Um, so I'm just going to be engaging some conversations. I'd like to kind of work for an organization on the side just as a consultant, sharing the things that I've learned in our 17, 18 years here at Wellspring. I feel like we've prioritized health in a lot of ways. And, and uh, I know from just talking with other pastors in town, some of the things we do here to care for our staff are um, different and um, something that a lot of other pastors in our town um, are jealous of and um, and want to um, experience some of the things we do here. So um, I hope to be able to share those things beyond um, St. Joe as well. Um, what you probably didn't hear this morning, you didn't hear a lot of uh, take the next hill language, um, unless that hill is loving people deeply. Okay? So we've grown and expanded a lot in recent years. Um, if you look back, you know, five years ago, six, seven years ago, the number of staff we have now, the number of ministries that we have has grown quite a bit to kind of try to keep pace with, with this growth and caring for those people well, caring for everything from your kids that come through our doors all the way up through um, the adult ministries here. So that's, that's demanded a lot. Um, and if we're not careful um, about how we kind of operate as we move forward, we could potentially burn out a lot of staff and volunteers in the name of progress. So I'm really convinced that we just kind of need to dig in and continue to learn as a community how to love one another more deeply, shepherding the flock that God has blessed us with so that um, when the next significant time of movement comes for us as a church that we'll enter into that time refreshed and cared for, um, and just ready to meet the challenges that might await us. Um, so that's our goal uh, for the next year, is to, is to love people well, to care for people well, um, to handle the growth that's been given us to us already. Um, I'm also excited about the various sermon series that we're going to do here in the next nine months or so. I've got, I think, three or four different sermon series planned in the next nine-month time. We'll start one next week um, about the glory of God. Um, and so just the opportunity to dive deeper into God's word. Um, so I want to ask you guys, I don't know if you're in the habit of praying for your church, um, but I want to encourage you to do that. If nothing else, then just when you drive here on a Sunday morning, could you take a couple minutes before you get out of your car with your family or if you're riding solo, whatever, um, just spend some time praying for us, um, that we would be wise, that we would um, just honor God in the way that we operate, pray for humility, Pray for provision, that God would continue just to provide in, in every way, um, and for our ability to faithfully preach the gospel with truth and grace that reflects the Father's heart for this world in a very tumultuous culture that we live in. And we all know 2024 is probably not going to be super easy with the election coming up. It's probably going to be polarizing and divisive and all the things that we've experienced in the past. And... Um, I hope we learned this past fall about the winsome way of Jesus <laughs> so that when we enter into this next year, we'll do it in a way that draws people to Christ instead of repelling them from him. Um, I want to be that person. So I want you guys to know that I, um, I love you. <laughs> I mean that. It's been an, an honor to be your pastor. And I want to thank you for the way that you've cared for me 
cared for my family over these last 18 years. Um, I consider myself very lucky to get to do what I do, and I'm looking forward to whatever God has in store for us in the years ahead. So would you pray with me? Lord Jesus, thank you. Uh, Thank you for the gift of just being able to come here today with like-minded people who love you, who desire to see people um, transformed and loved and healed and seen and known. God, I I really um, strive to not take for granted what you've done in Wellspring and what you continue to desire to do in our community, the healing that you have for us. God, I pray you take us deeper into your word this year. God, I pray that you would um, give us a renewed hunger to know you. The verse that you've laid on my heart for this year for myself is Philippians 3.8. And it's just that, that hunger and desire that nothing would compare to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. God, that nothing would compare to it. I want to know you. I want to reflect you. I want to love you and love others the way you do. And I want that to be the most important thing in my life. And I want people that when they spend time with me, it's obvious that that's the most important thing in my life. And I pray that that would be the desire and the goal of everyone in this room. God, that we would love like you love and be loved by you. Allow ourselves to receive the incredible grace, mercy, compassion that you have for each one of us to just settle into our hearts, to give us a freedom to love others well. Jesus, thank you for this church. We give it to you. It's yours to use however you want to use it. Um, Just thank you for the people that, that comprise it and just for your faithfulness over the years. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you stand as we close?